Pull those belts tight, put on your helmet, and grab a gear. It's time for another high-speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. Let's throw the green and send it to the hosts in the studio. That would be us, which means it's time to start talking, which also means it's Thursday night, and this is Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, which is training for a better life. More on them a little bit later, and this one's going to be fun because it is the pre-Bristol Madness edition, which would normally be fun in any case, but it is the pre-Bristol Dirt Madness Edition, which makes this uh, about twice as good. So uh, we, we are really going to have a lot of fun on this show. Jacob Seelman joined by Tom Baker, Peter Strada, and Noah Lewis is back after weeks upon weeks upon weeks. Okay, maybe I'm exaggerating slightly, but he's been gone longer than we like him being gone, and we're glad that Noah's back. We missed you, kid. Yeah, I missed you guys, too. It's always great to be back. All right, so on a scale, Tom, of one to a lot, uh, how crazy is it going to be when the first round of practice rolls out on Friday on dirt at Bristol? (laughs) Well, hopefully it gets to roll out uh, on Friday at Bristol because the forecast right now is very good. So hey, I, I I just looked at the national weather service before we came on air and Friday is clear and sunny. So I don't know what forecast you're looking at. I just looked at it an hour ago. It was supposed to rain, but, uh, nope. okay. Hopefully I'll, we'll go with yours. Hey, you know what? I like the sound of mine a lot better anyways, because anything that doesn't have rain and allows us to race is a good thing. We're going to talk heat races tonight. We're going to talk passing points tonight. We're going to talk why that's fun and important, of course. We're also going to break down where we were a week ago, which was Atlanta and having some fun on a uh, old worn-out surface, which is going to be almost as slick as, well, (laughs) the dirt this weekend, because we're going to pack it in and probably lay some rubber, and anybody that's in dirt and and knows that dry slick is a thing that tends to happen, particularly for NASCAR races on dirt. So we'll we'll have fun kind of equating those two things. We're going to talk dirt ringers, dirt regulars, uh, truck regulars, cup regulars. There's about eight thousand different ways i feel like that this could go and we're going to try and break down as many of as many of them as we can and i'll try not to get spun out we got to take a break first i know that so we'll do that and come back with more motorsports madness right after this you own a performance car and you know how to drive but you want to learn real performance driving well bunky get that car off the street and onto the track summit point motorsports park the mid-atlantic's premier road racing facility located just over an hour from dc in nearby summit point west virginia is the place to go and you'll find that friday at the track is going to give you what you need for less than a monthly car payment you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of summit point's three world-class road racing circuits you'll receive classroom instruction skid pad instruction in their cars including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. 
Ballin Street? Girlin Street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ty Ingram, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Noah Lewis, Peter Strada around the roundtable this evening. We are going to talk all things Bristol Dirt. And, Tom, I know uh, you were the one that really was the spearhead behind this, and I made the mistake of not doing my job properly in the opening segment. But uh, we have a special guest joining us later on in this hour that I know you're pretty excited about as well. Well, yes, uh, Gabriel Fonseca is our special guest, and Gabriel's an 18-year-old from Brazil who is actually a rookie this year in the USF4 series um, and had a a chance to talk to him the other day online and um, excited to uh, talk with him here on the show tonight. Uh, Did an interview with him yesterday um, and he's, he's got a pretty cool story. So, uh, excited for y'all to hear from him. And I think he's the driver that we're going to be hearing much more about. Uh, he's in his first uh, full year of racing here in USF four. And, uh, I think you'll enjoy the, the, the his story and, uh, him talking about, uh, coming to the U S for the first time. Much looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a a little bit of a change of pace for us on this show, but something we're excited about. Like I said, that's coming up a little later in this hour of the show. Right now, however, we are going to go around the table. I will go Tom and then Noah and then Peter, if y'all can uh, remember that order between now and 30 seconds from now. Good luck, but... uh, If I had, if we had been sitting here having this conversation a year, maybe two years ago, Tom, and I had told you, come from the future and told you, yeah, we're going to lay dirt down and have a NASCAR weekend at Bristol, 
Would you have believed me or even or, or would you have laughed me right back out the door? Well, I'd actually like to see what you would look like if you came from the future. It would be interesting to see how much different that would be. Um, no, I look, I, I think that, that there's been this desire over the years from the fan base for NASCAR to do a dirt race somewhere. And obviously, a number of years back, NASCAR scratched that itch by moving the, a truck race to Eldora, which became this huge hit, probably bigger than anybody could have ever anticipated. Um, but I think everybody always wanted to see a, a cup race on dirt somewhere. Noah, I'm really not sure what to expect uh, from the current cup car, especially with a dog on splitters. Uh, on it, but um, I do think it's going to be an interesting weekend at Bristol, and it'll either be a really, really enjoyable and entertaining show, or it will flat out stink, and I think there's going to be no in between. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna what well, we're gonna see on Sunday and, and even Saturday is going to be some crazy stuff. We've seen the trucks over there. You know, if Jacob would have come to me uh, years ago from the future, we would have seen him in a mask and distancing like everyone else these days. And I really would have thought he was crazy because we just did not see anything over this last year coming to fruition, let alone dirt racing in the Cup Series. And and let alone, and here we are, you know, so um, you know, I would have been thrilled with the thought of it. I would have told you you were crazy because I didn't think we'd get this far, even with the contracts being up for the tracks and NASCAR being able to throw some touch into the schedule that we haven't seen in the past. Um, but you're right, Tom. What we see this weekend is is going to be crazy, Peter. And, and oh, boy, I know you and Jacob are going to be there in Bristol this weekend. Are you ready for it? I'm definitely ready for it. It's been a hot minute since I've been to a NASCAR racetrack, and I'm ready to get back at it. I'm more than excited for it to be at Bristol, but the Bristol dirt is just icing on the cake. If Seelan had come to me two years ago, I would have certainly called him crazy, but we did just see Timmy Hill in a Penske car, technically. Yes, it was virtual, but still. So it's just a week of craziness in the NASCAR world. That it is, and at some point tonight, yes, we will discuss the Pro Invitational race on virtual dirt at Bristol, but that is not for right now. What is for right now is that shortly before we came on air for the live version of this show, for those of you that might be listening to the podcasted on-demand version, well, we got heat race lineups, and this time I'll reverse the order. Peter, then Noah, then Tom. We'll start with the Cup Series heat lineups. What jumped off the page at you will remind everybody that these were set by random draw. <laughs> what, what, ju what jumped off the page from the Cup Series heats that we're going to see at 6 p.m. Saturday on FS1? What jumped off the page was just the very idea of heat racing. We've not seen this in the Cup Series. Yes, we saw this a couple years ago in the Xfinity Series in the Dash for Cash races with some levels of success. That was an attempt to spice things up for a couple races in that series a few years ago. But I'm excited to see it. You can't have a dirt race without heat races. It's the one thing they're not doing this weekend I'd like to see is an LCQ event. But then again, we don't have more... We don't have a chance of sending cars home, so I'm all for heat races. We do have a chance in the truck series to send vehicles home. I will remind you, I will also claim, Peter, that that is a complete cop-out answer and not what I was going for. Noah, save us. <laughs> 
Oh, well, first I want to add to the last thing and say, if uh, if Jacob would have come to me as non-future Jacob, I would have still called him crazy um, because, you know, I love you, Jacob, and I, I got to call you crazy. So, uh, <laughs> but nevertheless, with the heat races, what, what jumps out to me from the page is that our first heat race, uh, Quinn Hoff is on the, on the pole for it, which is going to be pretty interesting to see how that goes. And then Kyle Larson and a couple other good guys on Dirt Bubble Wallace thrown into that mix and then just throughout the field we see um each race kind of has a guy that we we'd call a dirt ringer whether that be in any type of car this is a new experience of course we don't know if they're going to be as good but we assume their skill will somewhat help them and uh and i'm just excited to see how how everything goes because um like i said we got some good guys in these heats and and some some guys that we don't usually see uh, up toward the front with great starting position for them so It'll, uh, it'll be certainly a show to see down in Bristol this weekend. Just purely for the fun of it, I'm going to join the NASCAR goofy fans over in the tin hat section and say that what jumped off the page at me was that Kyle Larson ended up on the front row for his heat. Uh, you know, the, the, the conspiracy theorists would uh, probably have a field day with that, except that uh, Quinn Hauf is starting next to him, which somehow feels like a bit of a penalty on a dirt track. But uh, we'll have to see how that goes. I just, again, you'd think the dirt guys would do better, but th these are tanks and not the kind of dirt cars they're all used to running. So we have no idea what's going to happen when uh, it gets there, Jacob. Now, hang on a minute, Tom, because starting on the outside pole in this format isn't necessarily the end-all, be-all advantage, because remember, there are passing points this weekend, so you actually want to start further back to be able to come forward and make more points to start closer to the front. As Larson says, the pill draw can make or break you. This isn't chili bowl passing points it's a little bit simpler than that but i guarantee you he would have wanted to start a little closer to the mid pack and come forward to try and win a heat race instead of starting outside pole yeah but he'll uh he'll take the win no matter where he starts because it'll still put him in a good enough spot in the feature to uh uh be able to go win it i mean after all this isn't a 20 lap dash no, you're correct. It is a 250-lap marathon, which is going to be a bit crazy in itself, and I have thoughts and opinions on that. Now, I can, I, I'm glad, Tom, you at least mentioned that it was happening, because I was hoping that somebody would get the hint when I said what jumped off the page at you because of the random draw was the fact that Quinn Half is on the pole for a heat race alongside Kyle Larson. To me, that is absolutely what jumps off the page, and I don't know. I mean, Tom, we got about 45 seconds here, but realistically, this might not be a bad thing because we don't know who, who would be good or who wouldn't be good. Well, that's what I said. I mean, I don't want it. I didn't mean that to, to be a slap to Quinn Hoff, but I mean, let's be real here. He's starting next to one of the best drivers in the in the in the country today, let alone just dirt drivers. So that's where I was going with that. And, and you just never know what these guys are going to do on dirt. Something like that. So, and, and apparently I just called on Tom when I should have called on Noah. So and my brain's all spun out and we're not even 20 minutes into this show. Yikes. That's not a good omen for the rest of the night or something. Anyway, we gotta, we're got we up against a break. We're going to take that. We're going to come back. I'm going to get my head screwed on straight, maybe, and we'll have more madness right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. 
Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Noah Lewis, Peter Strata, Tom Baker with you around the round table, continuing to talk racing because that's what we do on this show. And talking Bristol dirt right now for a little bit, we'll uh, have a short interruption in that conversation in our next segment for our special guest of the evening, and then we can resume all the fun down and dirty conversation because there's a lot of it but what I want to get to in this segment is the trucks and 
specifically the amount of ringers, whether it's Cup Series regulars dropping down or dirt regulars coming in and kind of making this a topsy-turvy, mixed-up show. Tom, of the non-Truck Series regulars, who are you most looking forward to seeing in this dirt truck race on Saturday? Well, I mean, honestly, I'm not really looking forward to any one driver more than any of the others. I mean, I, I just want to see the race. I think, you know, having all the dirt ringers or cup ringers, it's really like a cup show with some truck drivers in it is what it amounts to. But, you know, I mean, this is I think it's going to be a, a great race and I don't discount any of the truck regulars for being able to win it. So I, it's hard to pick one, but I guess I'll, I'll say, uh, the, the interesting, um, marriage of Stuart Friesen and his wife, uh, is going to be interesting because again, she's had, uh, tons of dirt experience. She's very good on dirt, but, um, never driven anything as heavy as the truck. And while she'll have a little bit of practice, it's still not like, you know, she's had a ton of time to get used to it. So, but I do think it will be interesting to see how the two of them do. Peter, same question. I'll answer this question with two drivers. I'm most interested to see both Kevin Harvick and Martin Truex in the truck race because Harvick, we've not seen him in a truck race for a couple of years. We, th we thought we would not see him in a truck race again. So I think him running this is just a bit weird. So I definitely want to see how he fares on the dirt in the truck, a vehicle he's not used to running. And then Martin Truex, he wins the cup race at Phoenix. He just about wins the Xfinity race in Atlanta in a weird one-off start. And here's another weird one-off start in that KBM 51. I really want to see if he can continue his dominating ways. Noah? Yeah, I'm right in the same, uh, the same path as Peter in terms of liking to see some guys that we haven't seen in the truck series in a while. And Kevin Harvick being one, I think his last start in 2015. Uh, Ryan Newman being the other, his last start in 2018 at Eldora. It didn't fare well for old Newman, but I think it'll be really cool to see uh, Newman hop behind the wheel of a truck and try to take it on Bristol Dirt. Okay, you guys are no fun at all. Like, <laughs> everybody went for the easy ones. I, I'm going to go a little bit uh, a, a little bit deeper down the page for this. I mean, when I scroll down and start looking at this, I, two come to mind for me. One is Daniel Suarez, who I'm tr other than maybe when he was in the truck series on a more regular basis, I'm not sure Daniel has any dirt experience. He's uh, going to suit up for Young's Motorsports in the Zero Two truck. And the other one that jumps out at me, not because of the truck he's in, but because of the caliber of dirt driver he is that really nobody knows about is Cody Erickson driving for Dawson Cram this weekend in the 41 truck and that's one of those ringers who has come up out of the local scene and if I were to equate it Jake Griffin's probably another one driving for Josh Rayum. It's those type of drivers for me that are always fun to watch Tom because you know they understand the, the whole idea behind dirt racing this is the biggest stage they've ever been on. I know Griffin ran one or two of the truck races at Eldora, but I mean, 
it's those type of guys that if I'm pulling for, for an underdog for somebody, I want to see the grassroots guys do well and, you know, be able to not just make the show, but maybe jump up and surprise a few people. Mike Marler was kind of that guy a couple of years ago in the truck series, and he's starting on the pole of a heat race and driving for Timmy Hill this time around. I think Marler's got a legitimate shot to maybe do something special on Saturday night. Well, I think he does too. And if you if you're just looking for a driver that I mean, I wasn't I guess I wasn't really sure what you were looking for out of the question. I mean, I'm I'm legitimately looking forward to seeing all the drivers because I don't think there's one that's gonna have an advantage over the others, to be honest. But I will tell you this, uh if you want if if there's a driver that you really want to watch, uh, just for the entertainment value, it could be Johnny Sauter because he could be crazy <laughs> enough on asphalt, let alone put the man on dirt. Oh, and Johnny will tell you how much he hates dirt racing. He is not looking forward to this, doesn't want to do it, just wants to get through it and move on. He has preached that from day one in stark contrast to his teammate Matt Crafton, who went out after he uh, you know, was after they added the dirt race at Eldora, got a dirt modified because he wanted to get good at it, started winning in the dirt modified, won the truck race at Eldora, and now I would argue is coming into this looked at maybe as one of the favorites, perhaps, for the victory this weekend. He went out and actually did some more track time at Bristol last week during the Bristol Dirt Nationals in his UMP modified and was moderately successful. So that, to me, I think Crafton's one of those guys that we don't necessarily think about Peter, but is going to be a real threat alongside somebody like a Stuart Friesen or you know a Kyle Larson, the guys we expect to be up front. Absolutely. Like you said, crafting to pass Eldora winner. I think especially in the truck series, having a past Eldora win or past success at Eldora, aside from a win, will pay dividends because it's not a perfect comparison to racing on the high banks of Bristol, but it's similar enough where I think I think five of the seven Eldora winners are in the truck race and then six of seven in the cup race. I think one of them will have a great shot at winning both races. Indeed, and it may not be the same driver that wins both races, but I, I do think those guys who have been in victory lane on the dirt in a NASCAR event in the past are going to be among the favorites. And to me, when you start looking back at the cup lineups now, Tom, I know we talked about it a little bit earlier just in saying what jumped out off the page at us, but... Really, the ringers in the cup race, to me, are what what this weekend, what I wanted this weekend to be about from the beginning. The Shane Golubics, the Marlers, the Chris Windhams of the world. These guys who have gotten all the way to the top of their respective disciplines on the dirt and now get a chance, because of that dirt experience, to come try out this NASCAR thing, get on a stage that they've never been on in their lives, and who knows, maybe they could jump up and really do something special on Sunday afternoon. 39 cars, so everybody's going to start the race. They're going to get the opportunity. It's just a matter of what can they do with it. It really kind of amazes me that we only had 39 cars enter this. I would have thought that this would have been a race where maybe we'd have had 42 or 43 um, just because of those ringers coming in. Um, but, you know, honestly, I mean, it's... It, that's cool. I, I mean, I enjoy seeing a ringer once in a while in the Cup Series, but I'd rather see him on Oval trying to prove that they can expand their skill set. To me, Chris Wyndham winning here would be a cool deal, but it's dirt. 
which is his discipline. Now, if he goes and wins, you know, at Charlotte or somewhere, well, that's a pretty big deal. Um, but it does make the race different. And um, I just hope that the only thing that, that really concerns me with all of this this weekend is the track conditions. I mean, we're, we're talking about it's it's got to be raining up there right now because it's raining here in the Charlotte area. Um, and, you know, it's it's supposed to be OK tomorrow, but it's a dirt track. So it isn't as though, you know, it's going to just dry up like a pavement track would. And then, you know, Saturday just looks terrible. Um, and, and, you know, Sunday looks even worse. Um, I mean, it's, it's just going to be a, I think it may be a struggle to keep a nice raceable track for these guys. And that's the only negative part, Jacob, about, uh, doing a dirt race like this is you're just, you're basically just rolling the dice that you're going to have the right weather to have the right track conditions to let these guys really race. Indeed. And, Peter, I know that was something that Christopher Bell was talking about during his press conference this week was just that it's going to take a lot of track prep if they get any heavy rain to be able to run it in and make sure the dirt's not too soft because, the, you know, the some of the suspension parts and other pieces on these cup cars, I mean, the dirt cars are kind of built to withstand a rough racetrack like that. These cup cars, not so much, especially with the fenders. Absolutely. I mean... No one really knows how a 3,400-pound stock car will handle on dirt, let alone 39 of them. So track conditions will be at a premium this weekend. I just hope we don't have a condition like we had in the Chili Bowl this year where it takes several hours past the race window to prepare the track to put on the show. I mean, I remember staying up until about 1 or 2 in the morning watching that race a couple months ago and just thinking, man, this is just terrible circumstances, but it was just a like I said, unfortunate circumstances. Okay, so I'll remind and make that point real quick here while we've got the time in this segment to do that. We won't have to worry about that because the good news here is the only thing we have going on is the cup race on Sunday. So as far as track prep for the cup race, they're going to have all night and the next morning, as long as it stays dry, to run it in and get it going. Now, the truck race, if we get rain in between heat races, after heat races, then it could get a little bit sketchy. I'm not worried about, though, about having the track right and ready for the cup race, providing it doesn't rain on Sunday morning. That should not be a uh, terribly big deal and I know Steve Swift was kind of detailing the the process that they have for all that this week to make it happen uh, they've got a they've got a plan they've got a backup plan and they've got a rain plan and you know if any if any of those situations start to come ha- or start to play out if you will uh, that they know what they need to do it's just a matter of what they're going to get so uh, that being said, it is going to be a lot of things to keep an eye on this weekend. We're going to be looking at the sky. We're going to be looking at the track surface. Uh, a lot of things we don't normally have to take stock of. That being said, we are up against another break. We are going to take it when we come back. Tom's interview with Gabriel Fonseca on Motorsports Madness. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, 
tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-race com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way if you own a gun you have a full-time responsibility when you aren't using it be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children troubled teenagers a thief or anyone else who might misuse it your family friends and neighbors are all counting on you remember always lock it up For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Correction, Ross Chastain. What I'm listening to currently is rain on the roof of this building, but it's okay. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. Uh, Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Noah Lewis, Peter Strata still with you. And as it sits right now, we are moving into the portion of our show where Tom got a chance to sit down this week with 18-year-old U.S. Formula Four racer Gabriel Fonseca from Brazil and uh, put together a really nice interview that we're going to debut on this episode of Motorsports Madness and of course USF4 closing in on the beginning of its 2021 season so we'll sit back and take a listen here's Gabriel Fonseca. Gabriel, talk a little bit about, uh, first of all, for our audience who's not familiar with you, talk a little bit about how what got you started in racing in the first place and walk us through your career a little bit to date as you are on the cusp of uh, starting your season in F4. Sure. Uh, when I was about seven years old, I had a friend call me for a rental car race and... Uh, and uh, me and my friends just went there, not expecting anything special. But as soon as I put on the helmet, I 
it was I never had that feeling before. It was just adrenaline, that emotion, that speed. Yeah. It was something that I really, really wanted for my life. Even though my family didn't have any background in racing, I, I just loved it. It was then that uh, when I realized that I wanted that for my to be my future. Interesting. Okay. Now tell me, what was the next step? When I was about 11 years old, I started racing in Brazil. I did a few nationals. I raced in every single imaginable race there. <laughs> and and uh, then I started going up the categories and growing older, getting faster, picking up the pace. In 2016, I was in the top six in the... I was starting in the top six in the national. Wow. 2017, I finished fifth place in the nationals. 18, I was always on the top five, but uh, unfortunately, due to uh, mechanical failures, uh, I finished seventh place. Okay. And uh, in 19, I was actually supposed to start racing in Europe. I was going to live in Italy. And I do the world championship and everything there. Oh, okay. But then I met, I met my current coach, Fabio Carbone. He told me that it was better for me to start training in the in the F4 USA if I wanted to keep my career going. Is that so, because is that because of publicity or you know higher visibility or why did he feel that was a better step for you? So my goal always was like to keep a career on the formulas. Okay. So he told me like, the sooner you go, the better chances you have. And then all my plans flipped upside down. <laughs> I bet. And uh, we had like we had to rush. We didn't have much time. It was like in the end of the year, and uh, we had two months to find a team. And get a car and just go to the USA. That's amazing. Now, first of all, I want to back you up for a minute. I want to ask you, when you first told your parents that you, you want to race, that you would like to, to drive race cars for a living, what was their reaction? Oh, at the time, they were so afraid. <laughs> yeah, because you didn't, I mean, you don't come from a racing background, right? Nobody in your family had right? raced before, so they probably didn't really know much about it. No, they didn't know anything about racing. They just knew about the story of Senna, which uh, oh, at the time sure. was my idol. Yeah. I read every single book about him, seen every single movie, and uh, they thought it was like a super dangerous career, and they wanted to take me off, uh, off of it. So they made me play soccer, uh, try judo, Anything but race. <laughs> yeah, the judo's not dangerous or anything. <laughs> There's no, no danger of injury there. <laughs> but uh, when I was about 10 years old, they said, like, okay, okay, you win. Uh, but they were like, race. but I'm going to put you in a serious team. Like, no joking around. Like, right. just racing. So they were like, oh, it's going to be too much ded dedication. He's going to give up, and it's going to be all right. We're just, we're just going to walk out of here, and uh, he'll choose another sport. Ah. Oh, that backfired so hard. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, here you are in the U.S. right now getting ready to run Road Atlanta. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but and that's where I want to go next with you, because I, I want to know what what was it like for your parents once they realized that in order for you to achieve that dream and, and, and to to, you know, because F1 obviously is a worldwide sport. In order for you to, to climb that ladder, you were going to have to to come over here to the United States. I mean, that must have been really interesting for your family to to have to contemplate you being somewhere else for an extended period of time at yeah. such a young age. Yeah, in mostly on 2015, 16, uh, we were discussing on making my first supernets. Wow! And, uh, about that time they changed like their perspective about the sport they weren't afraid anymore they were extremely supportive they wanted me to go fast to go to follow my dreams that's awesome and uh that's when they let me in 2017 that's when i made my first supernets wow and what was that like coming over here to the u.s for you for the first time it was an amazing experience I've never seen like so many drivers in a single category on the, it was on the X30 Junior. There were okay. 84 drivers that year. Wow. And uh, to be in a place like that, uh, surrounded my, by many famous people, uh, like Barry Callow, it was unreal for me. I bet. Yeah, it's like a dream come true. So how did how did it you was. how did you do in that that race that weekend? How did you how how were your results? Uh, my results uh, were kind of decent. They weren't amazing, but they were decent for the first time. Well, yeah, you had the line, I, sure. I was clo- always close to the top ten, doing twelfth place. I qualified qualified for the finals. Uh, was doing kind of fast on the on on lap times. Okay. Oh, maybe four times behind three. Keep in mind that was my first time in the U.S. Yeah, racing. Now, what do you remember? Where that? Where was? Where was that event held? I'm sorry. Where was that event? Where do? Where was the race here in the U.S.? Oh, it was in Las Vegas? Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, Las Vegas would have, yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's a heck of a way to get introduced to the U.S. You know, you know, there's a saying about Las Vegas, right? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Um, yep. Yeah, it's got quite a reputation. So that was a that was a, an interesting first look at the USA. I would imagine for you, it was. Yeah. Now you've you've escalated yourself to F four. I'm sure with the help of a lot of uh, very good people. And you're you're in the F4 series now. Is this going to be your first year or second year in F4? It actually is going to be my first full year. Yeah, first full year. In, okay. In 2019, I was just with Kiwi training. So I went to many different places. Uh, for example, uh, Crescent, Kershaw, VIR. And uh, we just did training sessions. Okay. My first season was supposed to be on 2020. Ah. I did the entire full West Coast series uh, on Auto Club Speedway and Sonoma. Okay. 
and then obviously uh, the whole world changed, um, and COVID yeah. obviously played uh, a role for all of us in the sport. Uh, shut it down for a while, and then some of it came back, and we're still kind of trying to come all the way back as we um, head into 2021 here, and now you're able to come back over here. But I understand that um, things in Brazil aren't quite as uh, advanced as far as the recovery as uh, they are here. Yeah, it's going pretty bad, especially especially right now because uh, they're in critical state. And the the ICUs are almost all full. The hospitals aren't uh, being capable to keep up with the demand. So mm. it's terrible. Wow. Well, we uh, we send our prayers and our thoughts uh, to everybody over there in your home country. And Thank you. Uh, yes, absolutely. We uh, we pray for uh, things to to get better real soon. You're you're kind of in an interesting position, then I would imagine, because you're you're over here for what you thought I think was what about a month, and then you're kind of wondering about going back because obviously the risk is much higher over there than it is here right now. Yes, it is. So I was supposed to actually stay here for two weeks, and I'm now a month, and it's... We're afraid of the borders closing again. Ah. And uh, that I have to wait, like, another year. Wow. Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's got to be really hard to, uh, with you know, to try to work out there. And, again, we hope for the best for you, uh, Gabriel, for sure. Um I, I want you really quickly, if you can, we've got about a minute and a half. So uh, tell us about who who's helping you make all this happen. Who are your sponsors? Who do you want to thank? So I'd like to uh, thank mostly uh, my father, who was really supportive from the beginning. Uh, my my team from Cotting, the V11 team, and uh, my current coach, Fabio Carbone. And what team are you running for in F4? I'm running for Kiwi Motorsports. Cool. And uh, we're looking for big things. You're testing at Road Atlanta right now, I understand. Uh, is that going to be your first race? It's not going to be. It's going to be my first race of the series. It's not going to be my first race on an F4. Right, first well, race of the series. series. Yeah, this year. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, that's awesome. Well, we certainly wish you a whole bunch of luck with that. And uh, now, where are you actually staying? What uh, what state are you staying in here in the U.S. while you're here? I'm staying mostly at uh, Dallas. Oh, in, in Texas. Texas. Okay. There you go. Well, they have some yeah. pretty big steaks there. Everything's bigger in Texas, so enjoy the food. They have some great big steaks there. Highly recommend I know. That. I've been to many great steakhouses there. Absolutely. And, uh, and I'm really liking the state. I bet. Yeah, it's uh, probably quite different for you to see a lot of uh, ranches and uh, that type of thing and, and uh, just great people in Texas, too. So, uh we're happy yes, that is. you're here, and you know we we hope that you enjoy your time in the in the U.S. and uh, we look forward, in fact, to uh, following your career and staying in touch with you. And hopefully, at some point, if you're uh, a little closer to our home base in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, um, you know you're up for a VIR event or whatever. Uh, let us know, and we'll uh, we'll come and uh, shoot some video or come and do a longer interview with you, and and uh, kind of keep your name out for all the folks in the U.S. For sure, we'll keep in contact. 
Tom, in about uh, 30 seconds here before we come up against our break, uh, I just want to say really quickly that uh, I definitely, uh, it's always fun to be able to tell stories like Gabriel's of those, and you could hear it in his voice, just those who uh, really appreciate the opportunity that they have to, to be here and to take in, you know, the racing that may be very different than what it is in their home country. So really glad that we were able to uh, have that interview featured tonight on the show. And we are right up against the commercial break. So we're going to take that, come back with more Motorsports Madness right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. Strike two. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Yeehaw. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Noah Lewis, Peter Strada, just off 
An interview with Gabriel Fonseca, USF4 racer, getting ready to kick off the season. And Tom, I know uh, that was an, that interview was a lot of fun for you. Uh, what was your takeaway from talking with Gabriel and and getting a chance to bring his story to the show? Well, first of all, I mean, I'll echo what you said. It's just nice to talk to someone who's kind of from outside of the U.S. in a different scenario like that. Um, you know, again, we forget sometimes because we're used to being here and we forget the kind of excitement and awe and reverence with which a lot of these, you know, racers from outside the country view what what our country is, um, you know, and how excited they are to come here. But, um, you know, interesting, too, that uh, he's in sort of a, you know, a, 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 a I don't want to call it a dire situation, but it's almost like he's afraid to go home at this point because although he usually does fly back between his races, um, you know, now with the COVID situation being so bad in Brazil, um, you know, they're they're really concerned about bringing him back home uh, and what that could do if he obviously we got COVID and, you know, had to miss some racing or whatever. So um, they weren't sure if he was going to go home or just uh, stay here for a longer period of time. Um, so that has to be a little bit of a difficult thing for him and his family both. But, um, you know, he seems to really be enjoying being here and, you uh, he certainly had uh, uh, a good view of the U.S. so far in getting to see uh, some of the bigger cities, uh, Vegas and Dallas, and uh, now Atlanta coming up to Test Road Atlanta. And, uh, you know, he's run at some beautiful courses here like VIR and uh, some different courses like that. So I know he's going to enjoy his time here. And, and like I said, very humble young kid. That was a lot of fun to do. And uh, we'll keep track uh, of, of what he's doing while he's here in the uh, F4 series and bring him back on if uh, the time presents itself to do that later on indeed and uh, definitely uh, glad to be able to shine a little spotlight on gabriel and on the usf4 series which has done a lot of growing over uh, the course of the last yes. couple of years so a uh, really really fun little series that they've got going there on the road racing side we're going to go ahead and take another break it's halftime here on the madness grab you a snack grab you something cold to drink then come back sit down and listen in we got more ahead stick around how to be a great dad in 15 seconds Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? 
That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. Strike two. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, I'm Cody Connor, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Noah Lewis, Peter Strada, still with you. It is just past halfway in this show. Still got a goodly bit of time left, and... Uh, Tom, I guess that gives us a good opening before I have a chance to need to reboot it, even though I've come close a couple times to talk about our friends at My Computer Career because, uh, well, if you're looking for a career in IT or a change in career, new career, different career, they can help take care of that. Yeah, I thought I might need to reboot you right there at that moment. <laughs> Sorry. But, uh... <laughs> it's really pretty simple. My computer career is an IT training school, and IT is one of the fastest growing, still fastest growing industries in the USA. About a quarter of a million jobs still left unfilled, which means there's way more demand for qualified uh, employees to fill those roles than there are qualified employees to fill them. And that's good for you because if you're thinking about a first career, a second career, or a fifth career, uh, wherever you are, if you want a change of career, um, it, you have a good chance of getting placed is what I'm saying. And uh, here's how easy it really is. Just go to mycomputercareer.edu. They have a free career evaluation you can take. And if you decide that IT might be a direction you want to go, the training is pretty simple, one to two days a week online. That's it. And in as little as four to six months, you could be on your way to a better career, a brand new career, and a better life. So uh, they will also work with hundreds of employers to get you placed once you're finished with your training. Oh, and in the beginning of the process, they also have financial aid available, including the GI Bill, if you're eligible so you have nothing to lose. Go to mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. It's almost like you've done that a time or two before, Tom, something like that. 
Once in a while. <laughs> well, as I said, we're just getting started. We still have a lot of Bristol Dirt conversation left. I, I do want to revisit where we were in Atlanta. We'll do that in the next segment and uh, then kind of start hashing some of the other stuff that's going on surrounding Bristol Dirt Weekend. There was this little iRace Wednesday night on FS1, too, that we can have a little fun chatting about. Right now, though, we are up against a break. We'll take that break and come back with more madness right after this. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Tom, did you seriously just say in our break chat it's raining cows and horses instead of raining cats and dogs? Well, yes. See, it's much bigger drops, so you had to have something bigger than a cat or a dog. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, yes, if, if, I don't know that anybody can hear it over the uh, microphone in the studio, but uh, Metal Roof, it sounds a whole lot louder than it probably is in this room where I'm sitting punching buttons making this episode of Mo- Motorsports Madness come to you. So if you can hear it, Yes, that's the weather, and sorry in advance, but it's okay. Anyway, we still have half a show to do or something like that, and we're going to circle back in time just a bit, go chat about Atlanta. Peter Strada, were you surprised by anything from last weekend in Georgia? Yes, no, maybe. I was surprised at just how dominant Kyle Larson was and just his inability to close it out. I mean, he won both stages by at least seven seconds, and his car just fell off towards the end. I really was puzzled by his inability to lead those last eight laps. Uh, yeah. I, I, And Noah, I guess I'll add to what Peter said. If I was surprised by any one thing from the entire weekend, it's not that Kyle Larson lost, but that Ryan Blaney was able to pry it from his fingertips. If I was going to think of somebody to jump up and bite you, Blaney's about the last person that would have come to my mind for that. Right. Wow. Ryan Blaney out of nowhere, but good to see he he and that team have success. We've seen Team Penske be the closest to Hendrick Motorsports on these types of tracks since we've uh, since we fit Homestead, and um, and and it's kind of been a battle between the two teams. Blaney really hasn't been a part of that battle, Jacob, but but he was this weekend and he he sealed the deal. I'm shocked that Peter. Uh, who was Team Harvick all the way. I told him that I don't think Harvick was going to have the success with how he's been off this season so far, and Stuart Haas as a whole. Um, I'm surprised he wasn't shocked about Harvick, who I think he picked to win, if I'm not mistaken, on Sunday. And, uh, and man, what a disastrous race. Um, still came back for a top 10, I believe, uh, but nevertheless, not where Harvick wanted to be all weekend. Tom, your thoughts on surprise? And I know they're they're sticking to the cup race, but uh, if you had any surprises from a lower series, you're welcome to offer that too. Well, I mean, we did have a fight. Um, there was that. Um, I I think, but but again, I'd have to go back to Kevin Harvick because I know that he's been slightly off his game this year. But good grief, um, they just stunk. I mean, there wasn't any, there's no other way to put it. They were awful. Um, and I think Stuart Haas in general, for the most part, is really in about, uh, you know, a six-foot rut right now. And I, I don't think a dirt race, well, who knows? Maybe they, one of them will win the dirt race. Uh, I mean, we have no idea what will happen this week. But uh, I don't even think winning a dirt race is going to break them out of it. They've got some work to do over there because something is definitely off the mark right now with all those teams. That that whole organization is uh, uh, a step down, Noah. As you said, at one point, they were all a lap down in that race. Who would have believed that in Atlanta? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, <laughs> Stuart Haas Racing come about, coming off of years that they've been uh, dominant with Kevin Harvick. And then we think as, as most recent as 2018, I know that's been a couple of years now, but but they were the most dominant team. And it's crazy to see such a fall off this season. Lots of new, um, new things. I know we have wheel templates and different things NASCAR's put in effect to kind of limit some some areas they thought that maybe teams were having advantages. But it's not hit any team as hard as it has hit Stuart Haas Racing, Jacob. Yeah, I, I, and 
really, Peter and Rodney Childers has talked about this a little bit on social media, but some of the uh, some of the rules tightening. I'm not going to call it rules changing, but maybe better enforcement of what was already in the rule book, specifically in the wheel well area of the car. Uh, Rodney made the point that it's taken a decent amount of downforce off these cars and kind of trimmed up the advantage that SHR had last year. And I think it's create as we've seen in these first six races, it's created a lot more parity and really, I think, made for better racing all the way around. Jacob, you hit the nail on the head. Rodney was on SiriusXM NASCAR Radio earlier last week and said that they've lost 70 pounds of downforce, roughly that, just with the new templates in the wheel well area. So you aren't going to find that much downforce back overnight. So it'll be a couple of weeks, maybe months of rough sledding for the four team and for all of Stuart Haas. But I have faith that once the playoffs come around, they'll have a couple of wins and be a part of the championship battle for sure. I do. I mean, you got to believe a team with as much talent in the engineering side, Tom, as what SHR has. They're they're not going to be on this slump forever. But I think honestly, it's good that that, that some of the changes knocked them back a peg or two and has made for the parity we've seen. Because you don't want one team to get dominant for too long a period of time. You get fans bored. People start turning off and not paying attention that way. Well, that's true. Although I don't know that aside from Harvick, they were really ever dominant. But um, yeah, I do think it's good. And I think that um, the the mix of teams that have come up from, say, the edge of mid-pack, um, like your front rows, for example, and Kyle Larson winning so quick out of the box and Byron, um, I think those things are all inherently good. This has been a really interesting season and certainly going into the dirt track race this weekend, you know, you, you have no clue who is going to come out on top or how everything's going to turn out. So I think there there's a lot of reason to have fan interest and a lot to hold fan interest uh, right now in NASCAR, unless you're just one of those, you know, bitter old fans who likes to complain about everything no matter what. And, and right. there are that the share of those, the fan base, Jacob, but it, really just uh, I think this has been a, a, a very, very intriguing season. And I do think, um, Stuart Haas will eventually find the groove again, probably as we get into the summer. One week ago, I sat here on this very program and said that Kyle Busch was not going to let himself get beat by his young hire twice. It didn't happen, of course, and Kyle Busch went to victory lane for the 60th time in his truck series career at Atlanta. None of us are surprised by that. I know this, Tom. Uh, but more importantly, if you start looking at what KBM as a whole has done over the last month, is this the start, perhaps, of a resurgence? Maybe? Well, I mean... <laughs> Who knows? Uh, it certainly looks that way. John Hunter Nemechek's been very consistent and obviously already has the win. Um, nobody's ever surprised when Kyle Busch wins. I mean, it's, it's just you expect it when he gets into a truck and you're surprised if he doesn't. But I, I certainly think that, you know, the Ford truck looks better. I mean, you know, they need to get all of the trucks up running for wins and competitive. And uh, it still looks like... Um, you know, the, the four truck is superior, but again, John Hunter Nemechek's experience would be a lot of the difference in that too, I think, Jacob. Well, there's only two trucks, Noah, at least two full-time drivers, the four and the 18, and Chandler Smith has had so much bad luck, I'm not sure that we can give him a fair shake yet. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, we don't quite know what Chandler can do yet. But like you said, Tom, that experience that John Hunter brought, you know, we've seen KBM as kind of the uh, the the team to develop the new guys headed up to JGR or, or wherever else they go. And I think that it was working for a while, but it really kind of slowed down with some of the inexperience of the guys coming in. So Kyle had to had to run to somebody that had experience, somebody that's had cup experience even in John Hunter Nemechek. And we know just how good John Hunter was and his family owned uh, race team when he was in the truck series. So such a such a big deal, Tom. Um, for Kyle to tap John Hunter and say, hey, you know, can you come run my truck? Because we need some more consistency around KBM. And that's going to really, really help them. You know, they went through the whole thing with the engine and having having to put a few new crew chiefs on the box. Um, but I think that's really going to pay dividends to them, not only with the purse and the wins and, and that side of things, but also, um, you know, just with having an experienced guy walking around the shop every weekend. Well, that's a bona fide championship team in the four truck right now. They're definitely one of the best in the division. And I think Chandler Smith will get better. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's interesting to sort of watch, you know, him uh, as, as he starts his season, he has had bad luck, Jason and uh, Jacob. And I don't want to, uh, you know, diminish that, but um, I still think that, you know, there's a little bit of growth there that needs to happen as well. And um, it'll be interesting to see if he could step up to the level of the four truck before the end of the regular season. But I'll, I will say this. I think that we're really going to get the measure of where Kyle Busch Motorsports is as a group when you start seeing some of these other drivers like Drew Dollar take their shots at the 51 truck to see how well it performs with someone other than Kyle Busch in it. Fair enough. I will give you that. I will also say we're almost 320 episodes into this program. If you're forgetting my name now, we've got a problem, Tom. Or is that your yeah, old age? I'm not age? really sure where the Jason came from. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's just your older age catching up with you finally. I, I, I did have to get <laughs> it that It did that like three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um, so there's the Truck Series report. I, we're closing in on a break. I wish we had time to get to Xfinity right now, but we can definitely uh, do that in the next segment upcoming here because I think there's a lot to digest from that side of things, including, as Tom mentioned, the fight. Because, yes, that was a thing that happened. And am I going to get on my soapbox about that a little bit? Maybe. You'll just have to uh, wait and see a couple of minutes on that. But there was that. There's the whole, we thought Austin Sindrick was going to be dominant and then he wasn't point. And uh, good grief. Uh, one of those where just when you think you have things all figured out, uh, you just, well, don't have things all figured out because they change again. Kind of like what we're going to see this weekend at uh, Bristol Dirt. So you had that primer. And, you know, I, I keep teasing. We're going to talk about the iRacing. We're going to talk about the iRacing in the next segment, too. And my opinion on that is, well, what you saw Wednesday night might have been entertaining, but it's going to be absolutely nothing like what you'll see this weekend. That's my story, and I'm sticking to that. With that said, we do have another break to take care of. We will do that. We will come back and continue with Motorsports Madness, powered by My Computer Career, right after this. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. 
I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Reasons why Tom isn't allowed to play in the rain because he's threatening to go outside and uh, drift in the rain in his the uh, parking lot of his uh, little apartment complex there. And, and, and we all just shake our heads and go, no, Tom, that's not how this works. Well, the problem with it would be that there's speed mountains in both corners. So, ah. you know, I might end up flipping upside down and straight into someone's living room. So we probably don't <laughs> want that. We probably better not do that then. Anyhow, this is Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Noah Lewis, Peter Strada. We are still talking all things motorsports and shifting gears to last weekend's Xfinity race at Atlanta Motor Speedway, second part of a doubleheader. And, okay, Tom, I'll let you tee it off before we even talk about the winner of the race. And there's a fight. <laughs> Well, I think you just teed it off. Um, you know, I mean, 
I honestly kind of changed my views on some of this um, before, uh, you know, from from uh, Saturday to Sunday after I watched the replays of both the fight and also the actual incident that preceded it uh, about 100 times a piece. Here's my deal with this real quick. I Number one, um, can we prove by preponderance of the evidence that Noah backed into uh, Daniel Hamrick in the on pit road on purpose? No. Um, the optics certainly don't look good for him when he flips him off after doing it, but uh, we can't prove he did it on purpose. But um, I would like to have seen Daniel Hemrick at least wait until the interview that Noah was doing with uh, PRN was finished before he decided to attack him. Uh, and I also would suggest that the next time, if you're going to walk up to a driver and actually want to fight with him, if that's what you're going there for, don't walk up and lay your hands and just kind of shove him. Walk up and just swing and be done with it because although he did get a pretty good haymaker into the eye, uh, Noah got a couple um, in uh, on him after uh, the crew guy grabbed him. And that's my last comment about this, and then I'll pass to Noah, um, is that to me, um, we need the crew people to stay the heck out of the way. Let the drivers settle their business until the, the, the NASCAR officials get there. Um, you know, chances are they're probably just going to go to the ground for about 10 seconds, and then it'll be over, uh, and, and they'll move on with their day. Um, I don't like seeing the crews get involved because all that does is escalate the whole situation, and pretty soon instead of two drivers, you got two drivers and about 10 crewmen on each side going at it. Yeah, I said this the other night, Tom. I love it. We've been doing it a lot lately, but I love them. We agree. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I'll I felt, try harder next time. <laughs> no, we did. We did. We agreed. Um, again, no, it, that's what I'm saying. I'll try harder next time. Oh, to disagree. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I mean, I, I was, just, I was in the same boat when we saw the TV view of what Noah did, it really looked black and black and white that he just hit the reverser and, and threw it into Daniel Hemrick. However, uh, once the overhead pit road uh camera came out my opinion kind of changed a little bit and like you said tom we can't really prove it um i think this was a product of two drivers that didn't know what was going on uh daniel hemrick overshot his box i think he was avoiding to a car coming out uh close by before his box or something like that so he had to overshoot and back out back up noah was getting there late didn't realize that so he really had to position himself in and had to get at least that left front or that right front tire into the box for it to be a legal stop. So he had to really position his car, which I'm sure Hemrick wasn't aware of at the moment. Not to mention, as you said, he threw the middle finger out, which we know is something Noah does even playfully out on the track. That boy uses his middle finger on the track more than he uh, he may shift gears. So <laughs> it, it definitely didn't help the case. And of course, you've got all this confusion between both of the two drivers, um, thinking that each thing was done on purpose. And then you see what happened on at pit road and so yes noah um he had a long talk with nascar post-race he and jay fabian had a conversation and uh nascar you know said okay yeah we can't prove that you purposely did that but i hope somewhere in that conversation they also added 
that Noah needs to calm down a little bit and his expressive action on track, off track in interviews, the low blows those guys take at each other. And the same for Daniel Hemrick uh, running up to him post-race. It was a bunch of confusion there, Peter. And I think that's what led to the altercation that probably shouldn't have happened. And oh, by the way, Tom, I agree with you. Crew guys, please stay out of the fights. Yes, crew guys should stay out of the fights until the drivers go to the ground and then they should break it up, in my opinion. Make it more like hockey because people love fights in hockey. My one issue that I take away from the post-race activities was Hemrick interrupting Noah's interview with the PRN post-race and just grabbing him by the neck. Just You can really hurt a guy by just grabbing him by the neck and turning him around. If you're going to walk up to him, wait until he's done with the interview and then just take a swing, like Tom said. And then the crew guys just having Hemrick in a headlock and letting Noah swing at him, I took issue with that too. So all around, just a few momentary lapses of judgment. But in the end, it made for great TV. And hey, we're talking about it. So no penalties came from it. Although, like I said, there were a couple moments where emotions overran some people's judgments i think emotions overran a lot of people's judgment there uh, in, in that particular situation and at the end of the day i agree with what noah said i hope in uh, the conversation that xfinity director wayne Auten had with noah there was a you really need to think about what you're doing and and be smarter because i to me tom Noah is right on the edge of teetering out of control with some of this here. I get we want to have personality. I get we won't, don't want to have drivers be vanilla. But he's almost, you know, you and I have watched him race a long time, going all the way back to legend cars, and he's on the borderline of being a bit of a wrecking ball in this series right now, and I'm not sure that I like that. I, I'm not sure how much uh, Dale, Kelly, I mean, they've had to have this conversation before. If they have to have it again, I'm a little nervous about where that goes. I don't know, Jacob, honestly. I, I, I mean, I, I haven't listened to the whole latest uh, Dale Jr. download, but uh, what I did hear, it sounded like he was basically just saying, let him fight. Uh, and I don't know if uh, I got to go back and listen to the whole thing. I don't know if he was referring to the same type of thing we just did with, you know, Cruz get out of the way, let the drivers do the thing or whatever. But, um, you know, I feel like Noah, I mean, going back even to last year, he just, you know, not only has he been in a lot of wrecks on the track, but Again, I know he's a unique personality, and I don't want to completely sterilize that, but I just feel like somebody needs to kind of corral him a little bit and, 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 and help him to learn how to direct that sort of kooky, you know, unique um, personality he has, because I think there's a very likable um, side to that if he could just stop feeling like he's got to always you know cuss on tv and 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 insult other drivers and whatever all the time I, I just um i don't know it's just i feel like noah's in a bit of a strange place right now because at some point he's gonna have to go to the cup series and i know that he's got sponsors behind him we don't know if it's cup level but um you know it Right now, I feel like the problem is, Jacob, if you, if you, if you get the assets that Noah brings, uh, which is huge talent and the ability to go win races and um, also the liabilities, I'm not sure that's good or not. I, I just wish that he would sort of find his, his kind of place there and be Noah without, you know, 
uh, being as extreme, Noah, as he sometimes is. I think I can agree with that. I think we can agree with that. Now, about three minutes left in this segment, gentlemen, um, and I want to do one more around the table. We'll go Peter, then Tom, then Noah on this one. How big of a statement was Justin Allgaier's win in holding off one of the established Cup Series stars in Martin Truex Jr., who doesn't come around the Xfinity Series a lot, but he was in a very potent car, and I think it says something that Allgaier was able to turn his season around with that performance. I think Allgaier definitely turned his season around. I think this is the earliest in a season in Xfinity he's ever gotten a win. So he's already locked into the playoffs earlier than he's ever been. So now that team is just chasing bonus points for the rest of the regular season, which I think they will rack up before we hit the playoffs this fall. I think there'll be another threat once again for that championship four. And Allgaier's favorite racetrack still is Phoenix. So on paper, this looks like it could be an all-guy championship season, especially with how he tends to get wins later in the season. But holding off Martin Truex, who's made his first Xfinity start in 10 years, I thought Truex was catching him those final couple 10, 15 laps. But all-guy did a masterful job of holding off one of the best on Sundays. I never uh, like to make too much out of one race because I don't think – a season's ever made uh, by one race unless you're a first-time winner. Uh, and then, of course, that's a big deal forever. But um, I do feel like Justin uh, certainly ran a good race and, and deserved the win. But, you know, uh, again, I, I need to see more consistently running up front for wins from Justin before I'm going to, uh, um, you know, go too crazy with this. But it was a good win for him. Yeah, more is the key there, Tom. You know, JRM was struggling a bit at, before this. Good to see Justin hold him off. I think Martin did talk a little bit about maybe having some issues in the car for that last stint after he got to about sixth and uh, said the car didn't feel the same, Jacob. Um, so maybe that played a few factors, but nevertheless, Justin held him off. He got the win fair and square, and that's certainly a big momentum boost for that team. I do agree with that, and I think it's it, it was a momentum boost for Junior Motorsports as a whole, which really had gotten off to a disastrous 2021 start with all four cars, just hadn't been able to put anything together. And for Allgaier to at least lock one car into the playoffs, put them into victory lane, I think is a good omen, a big step in the right direction. Now they uh, need to get some of that luck translated around to the other three cars in that stable, particularly the eight. The eight's been snake bit after having a lot of speed the last few weeks. So Josh Berry, I know, is going to be hoping for some of that. We're going to take another break, come back, even more badness. Black flags, checkered flags coming up after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. 
car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Derek Krause, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Peter Strada, Noah Lewis, Tom Baker, still with you chatting motorsports. And I teased it last segment. We're going to go right into it. This segment, black flags and checkered flags. Tom, you are up first. What have you, good sir? Um, I'm actually going to do one of each. First of all, I'm going to do my checkered flag because we're going to get the good before the bad. Um, ice cream before the medicine. I am giving a checkered flag to one of the Xfinity teams that hardly anybody ever talks about. But Mike Harmon has had an enormous amount of success lately with the 74 team, thanks to crew chief Ryan Bell and driver Bailey Curry, who have elevated that car into the top 10 for three straight races, including a seventh place finish, their best ever. Uh, and um, a couple of weeks ago, That team is really a nice surprise, and I also want to throw in a checkered, too, for Santino Ferrucci because I think he's done a great job in his transition so far to stock cars. My black flag goes to NASCAR. Only NASCAR could entirely screw up the enthusiasm for a sim race by dosing it with the usual mundane charters and policies and procedures and not inviting probably the one driver that the fans most enjoyed seeing compete last year, Timmy Hill. I know that he ended up racing, but you know what? 
Um, come on, NASCAR. This shouldn't be all charters and whatever crap. Let the guys race and entertain the fans. That's what this is supposed to be about. There's my black flag for you. Noah. Yeah, I like that one a lot, Tom. I didn't even think of that, but it's true. You know, we saw a a qualifying event anyway, so him, him being in one more car in the race wasn't going to hurt exactly. anything. But uh, my my checkered flag, I'll start with the checkered flag first, goes to Daniel Suarez. I know those guys got a penalty late in the race on the Cup Series side in Atlanta, but for for the interim crew chief filling in this weekend after uh, two lug nuts failure the weekend prior for Travis Mack getting a one race uh, vacation home. Um, <laughs> the fill-in crew chief and all the strategy played in Atlanta, Suarez ran a good chunk of the final portion of that race up inside the top 10. And I mean, seventh, eighth, ninth uh, place passing cars that we usually don't talk about Suarez and that team passing. And um, just for how early in development that team is such a great thing to see really, really love uh, and hope for more success out of them. And then my black flag, goes to Kyle Larson. Um, you know, the guy's been doing all he can, doing great, um, and and really running up front. But, man, so close. Such a such a dominant car. And uh, and Peter not getting the job done right at the end. Ryan Blaney, of course, passing him for the win. Black flag for me goes to Kyle Larson. My checkered flag would go to Matt Benedetto on paper. Yeah, he got an 11th place finish, but he was up in the top 10, knocking on the door for a top five for much of the race on Sunday. That Wood Brothers 21 team is slowly moving in the right direction at digging out of this points hole. I think they've jumped up four spots in the standings. Hopefully that'll translate to better runs on more intermediate style tracks and my black flag was we had a Denny Hamlin for getting into Kurt Busch on the restart. Hamlin, he's one of the best drivers in this series. He knows better than to just try bump drafting someone into a corner at Atlanta. Just he knows better than to do that. So black flag, Denny Hamlin. He got him flowers though. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's all about the flowers. It's all about the it. flowers. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, all right, so my actually, Tom stole my first checkered flag because I was going to give a shout-out to Bailey Curry and Mike Carmen Racing. So uh, my checkered flag is actually going to go to John Hunter Nemechek because what that boy has done in single-handedly bringing KB, uh, you know, not being Kyle Busch, mind you, and single-handedly bringing KBM back into somewhat relevance again, at least early in this Truck Series season, I think is a lot bigger deal than people are maybe giving them credit for right now because of really how off KBM has been the last couple years compared to what we're used to them being. We're used to them being in victory lane a lot. They haven't been, and now I think John Hunter is the guy who can uh, really bring them back to that. My black flag is not necessarily to NASCAR, but to iRacing and guys I've been a part I've been a part of the service long enough I I know the things that have to be flipped around switched etc to change over a car I'm really disappointed that we had to have Timmy Hill in the Penske 2 and not be able to give Timmy Hill and his sponsors the love that they really were leaning on, banking on, Tom, for this Pro Invitational Series. The fact that he was left out alone is bad enough, but that we couldn't flip things around and, and get Timmy's sponsors the love that they should have had for him being in that race really bothered me a little bit. This is not something that should be a big deal. It's not something we should even be talking about, like you said, and yet here we are. 
Well, that's the thing. I mean, I just, I don't know why we had to make this about charters. And then, you know, well, Kevin Harvick doesn't want to come and play and have a good time. He's, you know, I don't know, whatever. So then we had to give his charter to the, it's like, it's a, it's a sim race for crying out loud. It's supposed to be fun for the fans. Uh, NASCAR just, they can't get out of that bubble that they live in where everything has to be micromanaged. And you're right. I It feels like iRacing could have done better by Timmy Hill. Um, and honestly, I mean, they, they got about 250,000 viewers last night, which was okay. Obviously nowhere near what they were getting last year. And that was kind of the point I made on the last show was that I just, I, I'm not good. I don't want to rain on everybody's parade with this uh, sim thing on TV, but I would rather see an actual short track race broadcast on Wednesday nights and give some love to the local and regional racers than I would to see another uh, invitational 10 race series, because I think that was cool when there was nothing else. But um, I, I just think right now it, nobody really cares that much. Fair enough. I, I can't say necessarily that I disagree with that. I'll be honest. I was uh, I was not uh, able to quite get myself as hyped up about it as maybe what we were last year when there was nothing else going on. I I have no shame in admitting it. It was a it was a good race. Now I I do I think that's what we're going to see this weekend. Probably not. I don't think the cars are going to drive quite uh, like what we saw on Wednesday night on FS1, to be totally honest with you. I think it is going to be a different animal. Larson and Bell have even said they feel like it's going to be different than what you saw on the sim. But we'll uh, just have to wait and see when they get on track for practice Friday afternoon. We're talking about practice. I'm excited about that. Anyhow, that being said, segue into fantasy standings. Uh, Tom, do we have do we have standings somewhere? I, I haven't had it. Uh, I've been horrible and haven't had a chance to look this week. I think uh, Randy's dog ate them, I think, this week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then I guess we'll just have to make up an order and go with it. And you know what? If we're I'd... if we're wrong and off kilter, then so be it. I'm I know I'm not last. At least I hope I'm not last. So uh, I'm gonna say you know what? I I just random number generated this two seconds ago. Noah, me, Tom, and then Peter. That's the order. Okay, well, Noah, you could give the standings since you oh, actually did have not. Oh, Noah has them. Never mind. Noah, give the proper standings, and and we can drop my randomized order because I I just came up with something off the top of my head. All right, <laughs> we uh we have Nick who is who took Truexus last week and he stays up on top at number one. I I'm I'm calling a I don't know about that, but <laughs> but I come in second there after after some good picks, Tom. Jacob and Seth are separated by just four points in that order. Peter made up some ground with John Hunter Nemechek and Truex, but he rounds out that uh, area of the the way. And um, Randy, he's down at the bottom with Chris. All right. So uh, in, in other words, Peter is the worst of the four of us, so he has to go first. All right, for trucks, I'm liking Stuart Friesen in the 52. He'll beat all the cup guys and uh, outrace his wives. And on Sunday for the cup race, I'm picking Austin Dillon. He has a couple wins already on Bristol Dirt in the 604 Modified. I think he'll get one in the cup car as well. Ooh, okay. Now, I, I'm, I, I was trying to keep track of all this, and Noah was talking really fast. Does that mean I'm next? 
Yes, you okay. are I, next. Yes. I thought I I thought I had that actually figured out for a change. Okay. Well, here here's how this is going to go. I actually think a truck series driver is going to win the truck series race and become the first two-time winner in the truck series on dirt. It's going to be the 88 Menards entry of Matt Crafton that's going to win the truck race. Call me crazy. I just have a feeling, okay? Cup race, however, I think is going is a totally different story. It's basically a 50-50 flip of a coin, and because I can, Kyle Larson's going to win it because he seems to be the hottest thing on the planet right now. So that, that, that's where I'm at, Tom. Well, okay, so let's establish a couple things. First of all, you are definitely crazy, but you are also right uh, on both counts. Matt Crafton is definitely going to win the truck race, and Kyle Larson is going to win the cup race. So whoa, we whoa, 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 agree whoa, wait, 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 wait. Did, we, did we just agree? That never happens. It's rare. Just uh, enjoy it, because it'll come around again about when Haley's Comet comes back. <laughs> All right. Noah, you're top dog among the four of us, so that means you get to go last, and we've uh, kind of already taken all the good folks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll give Jacob the benefit of the doubt, because I called him crazy earlier. Uh, so I won't do it this time, Jacob. But but nevertheless, uh, I have Kyle Larson sweeping the weekend. Ooh. Trucks and, and Cup this weekend. Coming off of what he wanted to do is win last weekend in Atlanta. He's going to come back to Bristol Dirt and show them all up after so much dirt last season. I don't know about the trucks. It might be Stuart Friesen, but I'm going to go with Kyle Larson. Honestly, with how much buildup we've had for this weekend, I feel like it would be a little bit of the air out of the balloon if Kyle Larson just goes out and stomps him and sweeps the weekend. I'm hoping for something crazy to happen. That being said, one more around the table. Tom, Noah, Peter, in that order. Who jumps up and surprises us this weekend? It could be from either division. Tom first. Oh, man, you give us no time to even think about these. I, um, I know. I want you, you know to think what? on your feet. Well, I'm going to. Okay, well, then I, I'm I'm going to go ahead and think on my feet then. And I'm going to just pull this straight out of the uh, truck race. But honestly, for me, we I think people might forget that Ben Rhodes started his career on dirt and go-karts. Do not be surprised. If that young man goes up and contends for a win in the truck race, and keep your eye on Bubba Wallace, too, because he could be another one that could sneak up there in Spencer Davis's, uh, or no, yeah, Spencer Davis's truck, right? That's what he's driving? Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, either of those two would be uh, the ones that I would look for that maybe surprises. Noah. Yeah, Tom stole my thunder. He picked three guys. Uh, I was going to say uh, Bubba Wallace as well. Bubba coming out in, uh, out in the trucks and the cup race, and he's won at Eldora. He's won in a truck, and so I think he could uh, I think he could be a competitor this week, Peter. I think uh, upset for Sunday could be Stenhouse. He loves Bristol, and he has a dirt history. I'm hoping big things for that 47 car. Ooh, okay. There we go. I, I kind of like that line of thinking. For me... I'm going to the cup race, and I'm going with a driver who would not be an upset at all on Saturday, but would absolutely be an upset on Sunday. I say the surprise of the weekend is Stuart Friesen getting a top 10 in the Spire car in the cup race on Sunday. That, I think, is your surprise of the weekend. Again, 
maybe I'm wrong, but I have a really good feeling about what that team has done lately in growing and the fact they've got Stuart Friesen behind the wheel at Bristol Dirt. That being said, final break, upcoming, white flag on the madness right after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette it's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Noah Lewis, Peter Strada. Final thoughts, gentlemen, 30 seconds apiece. Tom, you're first. 
Well, my final thought of going off the racing page for a minute, I just want to say a prayer and a well wish for all of those in the Alabama area that uh, suffered the tornadoes last night, including racer Red Farmer, who, uh, although he and his family are okay, they did uh, lose the race car that he had and the trailer and such, a lot of damage with those. Uh, Red's still racing as old as he is, so uh, prayers to him and to all of those affected by the storms last night. Noah? Yeah, my final thought uh, is of the three to five page essay i have to go right now on days of thunder a little movie analysis shouldn't be too hard that's a good movie um so that's all i'm thinking of trying to prepare for that peter <laughs> i'm just excited to get back to a racetrack it's been since daytona last february since i've been able to cover a race in person jacob i know you'll be there as well and i'm just jumping out of my seat excited to be back at a racetrack although it is in a limited capacity it's going to be a little different. I will warn you that, obviously, from having uh, been at Daytona for the 500 in February. But uh, I think we're all excited about the historic aspect of what's going to take place on Sunday. The fact that it's the first cup dirt race in 50 years. That's going to be fun. Right now, this is the end of the madness for Tom, Noah, Peter. I'm Jacob Seelman. Keep it off the wall. We'll be back next Thursday to do it all again till we meet again. You've been listening to Motorsports Madness powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. You can be an IT professional in as little as four months. Visit MyComputerCareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test today. Motorsports Madness, a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsports content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit RaceChaserMedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.